You're listening to Doing Law Differently. Join me, Lucy Dickens, as I explore how the world's most progressive legal service providers are doing law differently. Hi everyone, Lucy here and you're listening to Doing Law Differently. As I record this, I have just yesterday stepped off a plane home from Kingscliff, New South Wales, where I attended the Happy Lawyer, Happy Life Club Retreat. And wow, what a conference. I knew it was going to be spectacular because I did go last year, but it was my second year at the conference and I am still blown away by the collaboration, encouragement, community, care, knowledge, experience, innovation, love, excitement, all of those wonderful things that were packed into one room of a hundred or so people in the legal industry who really are doing law differently, but doing it in such a supportive and fun way. So hats off to Clarissa Raywood and her team for putting it all together. There were such interesting topics at the conference, including things that we often don't think about and that I at least haven't heard of at any conferences I've been to. I've been to quite a few. Some of the topics were things like how to communicate and engage with curiosity so that we can learn more about the world and how we can then bring that back into our business. About paying attention to the way that we speak and communicate verbally. And one that was particularly interesting about learning the design of internal spaces and how we set up our businesses and the the areas that we work in to make them more effective. So many more. Check out the agenda. I spoke there too. I was speaking about productizing legal services. If that's something you're interested in, get in touch with me. I'm happy to send you the ebook that I prepared for that conference. But have a look at the hashtags online, the club retreat and best law life and keep an eye out on Clarissa Raywood's social media or she may even have a registration page on her website for the conference that will be the same time next year because it is absolutely one of the best in the diary. Now for today's episode, I'm speaking to Marcus McCarthy, who is the founder of Nexus Law Group. Nexus are one of Australia's most recognised and awarded new law firms, but they're not just another network or chambers practice. And Marcus was really at pains to emphasise that to me in the interview. Instead, they're a technology-enabled business ecosystem. They connect lawyers who are operating their own independent practices, but they bring them together under one big umbrella and they really focus on the, and emphasise collaboration as their business model. I really enjoyed this interview with Marcus. It was so interesting to learn more about Nexus and learn more about them from what I have understood previously as an outsider. And what I now understand is that what Marcus has built is a really different and unique business model, but one that at its core really is simple and easy to understand for those who want to get involved. So I have no doubt that you will be interested in learning more too. Enjoy. Marcus, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Lucy. I am very keen to learn more about Nexus Law and to understand how you operate because I know from what I've read about you that your business model isn't like anything or anyone else. So I understand the short version to be that you're a collective of independent lawyers who work together. Tell me how this works. Well, I guess, you know, at its core, it is just a a connection of independent experts and that's a structural revision to the law firm. And I did that. And I mean, there's a lot of these things that were occurring internationally at the time I set up Nexus. And in particular, there was the emergence of some quite coordinated chambers practices globally. And I just didn't want to be a chambers practice, which is a collective of independent lawyers that would be separately insured and share an office or and possibly a brand. I wanted to do something more collaborative than that. 
So in sort of working out where I wanted to go with Nexus, it was about trying to build a system that would actually bring people closer together as one firm. So preserving independence as a mode of practice, but connecting it to a greater whole. And I don't just mean lip service to that. I mean embedding those uh, independent practices as one law firm with one insurance, with one practice management system for all, so that everyone can actually operate as a proper team, so we can effectively compete with larger law firms, which is what I think a lot of sole practitioners out there miss. They don't have that backbone of that collective and collaborative system that they can bolt into to then leverage their practice. So I wanted to do something different in the industry that was actually positive and beneficial for lawyers, and particularly this sort of large group of lawyers or big skill base that was dropping out of big firms and going into sole practice. And I felt there was there's a lot of downsides to that. It's very disconnected and isolating. And I wanted to deliver a, a good positive solution for that segment of the market, I suppose. So how did you find the common ground then between what could seem like competing interests. So you talk about preserving the independence of your lawyers, but also connecting them together. How does that part work? Well, I think that's the key. You've got to wash out competitive tension. And this is the problem with chambers practices. If you've got independent practices, doesn't matter if you share an office, you're you're effectively competing with each other. And the one thing I wanted to do with Nexus is to wash that out completely. And to do that, you've got to be in the same practice system You have to have one insurance for all and you've got to share premises and collaborate as teams and you can't do that in a normal traditionally structured chambers practice. So I I guess, you know, I just wanted to do something more than what the chambers option offers and Mm -hmm. there there just wasn't something in the market like us at the time and and, and there still isn't, um, curiously to me. Um, There's there's some businesses that look like us but, um, don't actually wash out that competitive tension, or at least as not as much as we do and as not as sort of fulsomely as we have tried to do. So how do you do that then? You're talking about collaborating, not competing. How do you make that happen? Well, key is actually that they're all in the same practice management system and the same insurance. That alone brings people into the same team and we all share the brand. So in my system, people license the brand. It's their brand. So they can scale and leverage off others in that system. Mm. And so much more like a traditional law firm, if you like, in the mode in which it operates because people share the same systems, the same brand, the same team-based working processes. And so we deliver all the backbone that they need to practice law, and that's trust accounting, admin support, digital dictation, everything they need to practice law, we deliver for them. But we license them the brand and they get to build and scale their practice within the Nexus system. And it really is their brand. And I think probably it's a cultural thing as well, that we really make them understand that it's something that they own and they're a part of, rather than just sort of putting a brand on it and throwing up a website. It's not that it's really at its core, it's a law firm. And I didn't want to be a listing service or a network of lawyers which are bound out there. And I just think they only do so much for lawyers when they're trying to scale and build a practice. They need support. They need collaborative environment to do it in. And they need to feel that others are on the same team. And that's the key. So it's partly cultural, partly in the systems we've built, and partly just simply the fact it's all one practice management system that we built and then one insurance for all. And so Um, At the end of the day, you know, although we preserve the concept of independence as very much their own practice and they're free to practice as they see fit, they do it as part of a greater whole, which means they can leverage off that and, and get support when they need it. 
So in that sense, is that part a bit like traditional practice? So the lawyers who are Nexus lawyers are responsible for going out and finding their own clients and working out how they're going to charge them and what services they're going to offer. But when they deliver, then they do it through Nexus and, like you say, using your practice management systems and your trust account, and that's kind of the overarching group that brings them all together. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, everyone in law is building a practice within a practice, whether it's a partner in a law firm or a sole practice, they're still out there trying to build a practice. So it's just far more effective to do it as part of a collective um, with that support and and peer support capability from other senior lawyers and other specialists. So all I do is connect specialists in their fields to other specialists in an ecosystem where they can effectively collaborate. So because I think at the end of the day, although we don't sort of guarantee to feed them work and they are building their own practices, that's no different to a traditional law firm in partnership. Everyone's trying to build up their practice and it's about the supports that you put behind that. You can certainly do it more effectively as teams and knowing that when someone is building their practice, they're they're like the thin end of the wedge to the rest of the skill base behind them within Nexus and they know that's behind them. So it's much easier, I think, in a system like ours for someone to build a sole practice. But you know, it is sole practice. We do group marketing and we support every individual effort or anyone who's doing marketing or don't, you know, towards a particular channel, they're out there marketing their own services. But we get behind that, we help them build their practices, as well as building the Nexus Group brand as a whole, which then again helps them build their practices. So we don't feed them, I think, like a traditional practice or approach it in that, that you just get a job and, you know, you, you must bill X hours per day, we actually put that more in a bigger system and, and, and get behind what they want to achieve and we'll help them achieve it. One of the difficulties I find with collaboration, and I know this is common in other firms as well, is getting different areas, different practice areas to understand what each other do. And I find that hard in our firm and we're small, we've got 15 people. How do you deal with that? You're operating on a much bigger scale and it's obviously really important to you to incentivize that collaboration. So how do you make sure that people understand what other people within the group are doing? Oh, look, that's a real issue, I think, in any firm. It's that silo and how do you break the silo mentality? And I think that's a particular feature of the legal industry as well. And so it's a challenge for us. We certainly try to improve the communication and get people together as often as possible to try and get them to understand what other people in Nexus do. And I think it's really about that personal connection as it is in a normal law firm, they've yeah. we have a lot of conferences where we get people together and we yeah. do CLE days and we so it's part of the supports we do for our lawyers. But I think that's the only way to do it. You've got to break down those silos. You've got to get people to know each other within the system and what their skill base is because, you know, the fact is there's, a, there's quite an eclectic mix of lawyers and different skill sets and not everyone knows what others do. And until you get them together and they actually see them face-to-face, people don't really collaborate. I find you've really got to get them together, you know, physically and and get them to know each other. Yeah. It's an interesting observation and one that I would tend to agree with just from my own experience is that, yeah, and and just the conversations are different, aren't they, when you get people together and in that kind of environment, like you say, CLE or whatever it might be, where they can really understand what each other are doing and get to know each other. And the more they build those personal relationships, probably the more likely they are then to want to send work to each other as well. I think that's true, but I think it's true for any law firm. I think people organically gravitate to people that they like or that are in a complementary business area. So a property lawyer with a construction lawyer or an M&A lawyer with an IP lawyer or a tax lawyer. 
And so I think it's a challenge no matter what sort of business you're in. And obviously, it's a real challenge if you're in solo, isolated, sole practice. There's no ability to do that. And you are just in a silo. And I guess that's the point of Nexus. We want to, that's part of why we exist to break that down and bring those people together. Which is great because in this market that we're in, we're seeing more and more people set up as individual sole practices. And so Nexus then offers a way to, like you say, group them together and offer some of that support that otherwise when you're a one-man band, it's you have, you have to be responsible for everything, don't you? Yeah, and it's really tough. And people don't realise how tough an isolating sole practice is. It really is interesting in the last 20 years what's happened in the industry, and that was one of the drivers for why I created Nexus, which was a large industry trend towards sole practice. Probably 15 years ago, this trend started, and I was thinking about and observing this as a partner in a law firm, people dropping out and setting up sole practices, and technology has enabled that more and more, so people can do it sooner and more effectively but I think the same problems exist when the reason why people didn't used to do it 20 years ago are still there, which is isolation, the inability to scale, the inability to leverage off your peers, and this sort of silo, one area of law restriction. So I think that is a real industry trend, a trend down to sole practice and a trend up, like big laws getting bigger, and then the, the market is fragmenting into sole practitioners. And so I just thought there was a real niche for what Nexus could be, which was to look at that big skill base coming out of larger firms in particular and and trying to join that together effectively. And I I just didn't think that putting a chambers practice or or a law network up on the web would have achieved what I wanted to do, which was to properly connect those individuals and those skill bases so we can actually go service clients because it's not about what we need as practitioners. It's actually about the clients and clients need multidisciplinary capability these days so and that's probably the limit of sole practice you can't deliver that effectively you know unless you're part of a nexus or um, or a similar type business and I don't think chambers practices really solve that problem. I'm interested to understand remuneration and you've just touched on it a, a bit earlier so if your lawyers are building their own practices how then does remuneration work? Well, in fact, that's probably the main innovation that we came up with six or seven years ago. We built a remuneration system to run Nexus that's quite unique. And look, when I was thinking about putting this together, I was sort of wondering, how do you, it's okay if you run a network of 10 lawyers and you can sort of manually calculate remuneration, but what happens when you're running, you know, 40 or 100? So I needed to build an automated payment system. And, and effectively what we do is we remunerate everyone on a totally open and transparent basis. And it's a very high metric compared to normal law firms. It's about double or triple what a lawyer earns in a traditional practice. And so we also built a metric around the capturing and payment of referrals within a group, which is the equivalent of a hard-coded 50-50 net profit share with every person in the system. So it's even more beneficial than say, the normal partner metric where you might be one of 100 partners where you're getting 2% of the profit or something. So in our system, we actually do it by gross fees recovered. So if you make a referral to another specialist, you actually get 15% of gross fees recovered as long as it's to one of our people in the network. Mm -hmm. And in a traditional sort of professional services firm on that third, a third, a third metric, a third being profit, 15% of gross fees is 50% of what you've referred to that other person in the network. And the reason I did that and I made it so generous is because I actually want to promote expertise within the system, try to get people to collaborate, say, the banking lawyer with the tax lawyer. There's a reason to refer now because you actually get a direct incentive for promoting that collaboration. So 
our metrics are really high. It's actually 70% of your own work for your own clients, 60% if you receive it from other people, and, again, 15% of everything you refer to anyone else in the system. So don't forget these are senior partner-level lawyers who would otherwise be in sole practice anyway. So you've got to build a metric where we can cover our overheads but also create that collaborative environment so that people actually do work together effectively. And that's how I know we can do quality control in the system, having two senior experts working on a transaction because that's what it needs, as opposed to what happens in sole practice. And even in big firms, ironically, is people hold it to themselves and it's almost like the, the divisions are in competition with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And so I really wanted to change that. So what I did is I built a full-blown remuneration referral capturing system that's automatically captures and pays on every timeline every two weeks into their bank account and produces recipient-created tax invoices for everyone in the system. So we can theoretically run that network internationally if we wanted to. There's no limit to how big we can scale that remuneration system. So that is the fundamental piece of technology that actually allowed me to launch Nexus Law Group uh, four or five years ago. And, and prior to that, it was just my sole practice. Um, and, and, you know, I was an in-house counsel at the time and working in construction and mining. And really, it took me three years to work out how to build this thing, because it really is a bespoke practice management system. And, and that open sort of transparent remuneration system is what emulates a partnership behaviour without a partnership structure. It actually effectively gets people onto the same team and gets it incentivised and gets the wheels turning amongst professionals. And it's really simple and easy to understand as well. Whereas if you contrast that to people who are employed and they go, you know, they have performance reviews and like you say, the third, the third, the third, that is often not a third, a third, it's a fifth or a quarter, whatever yeah. it might be with all the other things that come into it. Yeah. That's really simple. You've given me three numbers, three percentages. And so everybody knows where they're at. Yeah, I'm glad you made the point because the reality is it's not a third, a third, a third in big firms. It's more like one-fifth. So you can understand that when we, that remuneration metric is triple what a lot of lawyers earn in, in a normal firm. But again, what we're trying to do is connect sole practice so that we can be as strong, if not stronger, than a traditional law firm by that very structure and by that very basic remuneration system at play that everyone has the confidence it's completely automated and there's no manual calculation in that. And, and so everyone has the confidence no matter what they do, it falls in that metric. Mm. And they're choosing what they charge as well, right? So they have complete control over this. Yeah, absolutely. And complete control of when they work, how they work, how they charge. And I was listening to some of your other podcasts, Matt Burgess in particular, who I'm a big fan of, and I, I talk to Matt a lot. And the difference with Nexus is people get to choose their own pricing for, for yeah. a start. So whilst I'm a big fan of value-based pricing, I don't dictate to people how they charge. So it's certainly a ubiquitous and standard thing in our system that people use value-based pricing. But I find it's a little bit more client-driven. There are some lawyers in particular industries where that do very much time record and others that don't record any time. Mm. So I don't tell senior practitioners how to suck eggs or how they should charge their clients. So that's probably the, one of the big differences of Nexus as well. We, there's a lot of freedom within the broader framework as to how they wish to practice. I guess we in the central office focus on preservation of brand and quality control and marketing and presentation for them. 
You've touched on technology and I'd love to understand that a bit more. You say on your website, not every law firm wrote its own software to re-engineer the very idea of a law firm. And I like that. And it made me smile because we've written our own software in our firm. So I understand some of the challenges that come with that, but also how fantastic it is to be able to use software that you've custom designed to do what it is that you want it to do. So tell me about the technology. Is it is this open logic? Is that what you're referring to? Well, it's two things. And an open logic practice management system was the first thing, which is the remuneration system I just described. Yeah. And Nexus just wouldn't exist without it. You just can't run what we run without that piece of technology. So because otherwise you're just manually calculating everything and relying on others to, in good faith to pay things and people have to chase things. So that certainly was a big piece and that's why it took us three years really to launch the Nexus Law Group because, as I said, you know, until we got that three years in, until we had built this system, we couldn't. I knew we couldn't run anything that was scalable. So that is a good thing and that's what sort of sits behind or is the backbone of the Nexus Law Group. But I guess we're always, I personally have always been really interested in technology and I've been watching the emergence of various different technologies over the years. And so one piece of tech is that practice system, of course. The other piece of tech that we're building right now is actually a full-blown smart contracts system in a multi-party workflow for an end-to-end online legal contracting into company registers and um, so that's quite a big project um, and that really is like a front-end piece to the law firm and, and we're, it's in partial launch in that we are using it and beta testing it internally with our own clients and we produce all manner of legal documentation already in this thing. But I guess when I look at technology and the global trends in legal technology, there's a lot of isolated development and a lot of development outside law and what I want to do is if you're building an expert system, I think it should be connected to real-world experts. And I think it's that interface between the real world and technology that's really missing in law tech because people are producing law technology that's disconnected from the real world on the assumption that people will just engage with it. But there is a moment in time where it's got to interface with that higher skill and really it should be properly supported by that higher skill. Nexus is a collective of legal experts and we want to take some of that content and publish it online as a product, but not just a document generation platform, which is a dime a dozen. It's actually a multi-party contracting system and we're trying to facilitate that connection to the real world as and when it's needed. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that can be done in an automation sense, but I think if you disconnect expert systems from experts, you start to get into a danger zone, I think, and I see a lot of that in more technology. It's really interesting that you talk about disconnection. One of the things that I see with law tech is that we are ending up with so many discrete platforms or discrete pieces of technology and software, none of which talk to each other. So we end up with people who are, you know, for example, sole practitioners who want to take this piece of software and this piece of software they end up having to enter information twice because these two platforms don't talk to each other. And each might be fantastic in its own right, but they don't work together. And I just don't know that that's really going to be a long-term solution. Yeah, and look, that, that's why the, that, the Open Law Project is what I'm referring to, is actually about an end-to-end process because I think the other thing that I'm observing is people are suffering from platform fatigue. Yes. Like it's like if you've exactly. got to run a business, you've got to have 10 different platforms. That's what I mean, yeah. And I think people are sick of it, businesses yeah. are sick of it, and so I guess that's why I've held back with the Open Law Project. It's been in the building for two years. 
And I don't want to go to market in a big way until I've resolved that end-to-end process so that people can come back and use a thing that's of real meaning in their businesses. And it's not all about connection to law. It's actually about giving businesses the opportunity to self-service effectively and have something for their business that, that has meaning, such as company registers. And if you're going to build a company register, or if you, you've got to connect it to the legal contracting process, and if you're going to build a digital asset manager, you've got to connect it to the legal contracting process. So there's a lot in it, a lot of stuff around digital ID and delegated authority for company secretarial management and, and compliance management. And so we have already built the central piece, which is to build a, a conditional logic smart contract which we, we, we did 18 months ago. We were generating wills and, and, and shareholders agreements out of this thing. But to me, that was fairly meaningless because then you're just another one of these platforms that someone ad hocs into. And so I guess this is a much broader, deeper project and it is a real key strategic piece for the firm. And it is around connecting expert systems to experts and stopping platform fatigue for clients. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a, a fair way to go on that, but we, um, I'm very excited about that as a project for the firm. As you've been talking to me, I can hear just in the kinds of things you've been saying, just how much thought and planning has gone into everything that you've built at Nexus. And I, I mean, I know these things don't just appear overnight. Of course, there's a lot that goes into it. But you seem like somebody who is very structured in the way that you approach your development. And I'm interested for the sake of the people listening as to how you went about building the practice as in, did you, did you seek help from coaches or mentors? How did you kind of get to where you are today? Or did you just have your idea and and run with it yourself? (laughs) Well, a lot of thought has gone into it. Um, Probably I overthink things really. It was not an easy task, one, to build a law firm and then two, to build a completely different law firm. Something completely different, yeah, absolutely. And then sort of make decisions on what you want to do with that. And and look, there was a bigger plan in around law tech and, and really just about building like a common sense future of legal services. Mm-hmm. One is to how to build a structured law firm effectively and the other is how to interface technology into that. So that has been a, quite a big undertaking. But, yes, I've had a lot of support from a lot of good people both within the organisation and outside and I've had, I guess, external mentors come in and look at the business. And, look, I think we as a business suffer the same slings and roundabouts of any other legal business and it's really down to the people. Yeah. If you get good people with you, you can build a good business mm. and bad people can really drag it backwards. Mm. So I think we've had the whole gamut like any other growing business and we're certainly not done yet. And I think if us or any business is to grow, and I'd say this to everyone, is getting external advice from professionals outside the legal industry and in marketing and various other fields is critical. And I just don't think you can build a business in the modern age without bringing in that multidisciplinary mindset. Mm. So I've had external mentoring. I've had not an advisory panel, but almost sort of like an advisory panel or an informal advisory panel Mm. in order to help me sort of build the strategy behind Nexus. But there has been a grand plan to it and I guess slightly evangelistic in that I I just want to build like a a common sense structure for the practice of modern law reflecting industry trends. And the difficulty is, is that it's quite easy to set up a law firm and be traditional about it and do that. But in order to do what we've done, you've had to really think outside the box. And it's been a challenge for everyone internally, you know, to do that. But that was our first couple of years, even just getting insurance nationally was just such a big deal and getting law societies nationally to understand what the Nexus model was. 
And so that was a task unto itself. And it, it certainly hasn't happened because of me alone. It's happened with some really good people who've worked with me to make it happen. Mm. How do people join you? Uh, they pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Easy as that, right? Oh, this is really funny. I mean, lawyers are really conservative, right? And, and I think some of them are not sure what we do when it looks a bit weird and different. Well, it isn't really. It's a law firm. It's, yes, it's got a structure. There is a law firm in the middle of it. We also do employ lawyers in our hub offices nationally and typically in areas that are high overhead like litigation or private client, but, you know, and then these guys bolt into that. But really it's a rather simple process in that it's a consultancy connected to a sole practice. So we have a rather simple agreement and then we sort of onboard everyone quite easily and quickly and do all the work. But we are very sort of selective these days about who joins Nexus. So anyone can ring up and have a chat, but it's really critical for us to not engage with what I would call the lone wolves. It's not a collective of of lone wolves, Nexus. Yes, it's about freedom and independence, but there also has to be a mindset of connectivity and collaboration. I find that's sometimes a bit hard to find. There's plenty of people who want to join you and just go off into a silo again, but we actually want to create more of a team-based mentality. So we've got to join people who are appreciate the value of the collective and how that works for them. So what I look most of all, what I look for most of all is lawyers with that broader mindset and entrepreneurial bent, but sort of want to work in teams. They want the freedom, but they want that connection as well. Mm. And also look for people who make it happen. I've, I found that people who've joined Nexus, it just happens organically. I don't really have to explain everything or anything Mm. you know they like what we're doing and it's pretty easy conversation and you know we kick they're that sort of person and we kick it off really quickly yeah they come with similar values already yes I think so and if if you're trying to explain your business to someone it's a bit of a red flag right from the get-go so you know it is actually as you've observed quite a simple thing that we built in a way and it's not like what we did in Nexus has not been done outside the legal industry. It is a very common structure outside the legal industry. It's just that I brought that sort of collective mentality or collective structure to the legal industry. But lots of businesses or organisations sort of organise in that fashion in brokerages of various insurance and real estate and many things. What advice do you have then for somebody who would like to think outside the box, like you've said, and wants to do law differently? Well, I think you've got to be clear about why Mm. you want to do that. So my advice is get really clear on what you want to achieve and why. Otherwise, don't do it (laughs) because it is really hard to do things differently in this world. No matter what you do, whenever you try to innovate, people try to smack you back into the traditional box and the bureaucracy does that and systems and tax laws and everything. And so I think it's really great to be innovative and creative and that's in fact what drives business but I think where it falls down is if people start that process not being really clear about what they want to achieve and why they want to achieve it then it becomes a really hard road so that's all I would say just really talk to other people about what you want to do and get feedback before you start it if you're really clear and you really want to do it then you know you give it all you got and you really make it work you really you know try really hard and give it as much as you got for a period. And if it doesn't work, at least you had a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, giving it all you got sounds like exactly what you've done with Nexus because I'm fascinated. I think it sounds like an, a really, really interesting business model. And I, I can already think of a few people 
who might be interested in joining you. And that's why I asked the question, how do people join you? Because I, I reckon there are a lot, like you say, a lot of sole practitioners who go out on their own and then realise that it, actually it's it's quite hard. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the, I'm happy to talk to anyone about it, so send them our way. <laughs> yeah, we'll include all the links to find Nexus. You know, I really want to get good people. That's what it's really yeah, about. And absolutely. I think that's the same in any business because our strength is only on if we get the right people mm, in the right spots. Mm, and, about the people. and that's the other, I guess, advice I give to people who want to do something different. It's about getting good people outside your organisation and also working with good people within. You've got to have mm. some trusted group with you to make something happen. It's really hard to do things by yourself. So as an innovator starting out, I certainly held back until I felt like I had the right team and the right systems to do it because I knew it was a big task. So there is help out there and some really good people in, in various professions who can help start up businesses. Well, thank you so much for joining me and for sharing and giving us more of an insight into what you do over at Nexus Law Group. Thank you, Lucy. That was great fun. So that's all from Doing Law Differently today. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I'd love it if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes. It makes a big difference because it really helps other people to find out about the show. And lastly, if you or someone who you know is doing law differently, then send them my way at doinglawdifferently.com.au forward slash guest. I'd love to have as much variety on the show as possible. So do send them over. See you next week.